Cameron DeVazier. And I'm Mark Howard. And this is Talking Points. Pastor Howard, we have entered into another quarter. The third quarter of 2021. That's right. We are at the halfway mark and headed downhill. Incredible to think about. Now, <laughs> it's maybe it's a little bit ironic, but we're talking about, man, this 2021 is just really racing by and everything, but mm -hmm. this quarter is intentionally going to try to slow us down a little bit with the topic being <sighs> rest. rest in Christ, which of course spiritual rest is only found in Christ. So, and, and we, it, our yeah. our mission territory. Oh yes, please highlight is that. North American Division Amen. this quarter, and a number of projects listed on the back of your quarterly. Just right. don't don't forget that each time we have a new quarter, we have a new mission emphasis. That's right. And so every week you take up mission offerings. Please continue to give generously, sacrificially to the uh, mission work, and those thirteenth Sabbath offering projects make a special attempt to help out with. Yes. Now, back to the topic at hand. The word topic is probably the right word because sometimes when you have a quarterly, it goes through a book of the Bible or it goes through a fundamental belief of the church like the sanctuary or the second coming. This time it is a topic and the topic is rest. And in the Seventh-day Adventist mind, often we go, oh, that means the Sabbath. That's code for Sabbath rest. And Certainly that's part of it. Exactly. We're definitely going to touch on that. But what the... It appears now, I haven't read every word of the quarterly yet, but in reviewing it and looking over it, it seems to be trying to broaden our understanding of what rest entails. So we're going to be looking at a lot of biblical examples of rest, looking at some of the, well, especially in this week, we're going to even look at the various words that are used for rest and try to expand sure. our understanding of it. Incidentally, when we teach the Bible principles of health, Mm -hmm. If we use the old New Start acronym, mm -hmm. and there are variations of it, one of those principles is rest. Is rest. So, so. clearly this is, I mean, and we look at, I mean, some of the things we're going to see about God and the creation. He intends for us to be a rested people, physically, emotionally, and of course, most importantly, spiritually. All of those aspects of rest are going to be touched on in this quarter. So that's good. Um, one of the challenges I think we're seeing, and you're going to see it probably in this lesson, and I'll kind of walk you through, especially when we get into how we made the talking points this week, mm -hmm. uh, that when you have a topic, especially a broader topic that could be addressed in so many different ways, that you might not have like you would going through a narrative section of, of, of scripture, a particular passage, yes. A leads to B, therefore C. It, it can kind of get... Um, it can kind scattered. of come across as convoluted or scattered a little bit all over the place. And so we're going to still try to do our talking points. We're going to do our talking points, <laughs> but we're trying to make them clear, like, okay, there's a reason this one's here, and there's a reason these go together. Well, we typically, if you've been with us for any period of time, we mm -hmm. try on our talking points to follow a, a progressive flow of right. thought. And um, at least in the first two <laughs> lessons of this this quarter, it, it it's a little bit more difficult. So yeah. Yeah, but the Lord's going to bless regardless. And we're of, saying that because yeah. we're figuring that if we're seeing that, maybe you You're as a teacher thinking, uh, man, I don't know what to do with this. So hopefully this will be helpful. Well, also don't be, don't be afraid to as you read through it say like you know I might have put it in a little different terms or I might have addressed it this mm -hmm. way first or something. And as the teacher. You have the prerogative, the, I would even say the responsibility, not just to go through as is lit, but as you understand it best to teach it yes. in that way. So we're going to try to model that. I can't help as we're talking here. You know, Cameron and I think that way and we present that way very linear, you know, mm -hmm. it's like a, one of, a logical progression of things. And so we're like, well, you know, this is a little challenge. And I can't, 
I'm, I'm sure that there are some Sabbath school programs. I don't know if it's Hope TV or Amazing Facts. Yeah. One of the others is like, this is a phenomenal quarterly. This is just, it follows along. It makes so much sense and yada, yada. And so yeah, we're like, exactly. Mm-hmm. Maybe other people are drinking this in like it's a fountain. Maybe it's great. But I think that for our way of approaching things, this one might lend itself to a little bit more challenge. But I believe we're up to it. Character and the Lord's going to bless. Exactly. So I'm excited about that part of it. So. Uh, before we do anything, of course, Pastor Howard, can you give us a word of prayer and then we'll walk through yes. our lesson for this week. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the rest that you provide for us in your creation plan and especially the spiritual rest we can find in Jesus. We pray that as we study this lesson for this week and in the coming weeks, you would give us a clear understanding of how we can have the physical and the spiritual rest that would help us to be the faithful people you designed that we should be. We ask and pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Now, what we typically do at this point is say, all right, our first talking point is this, our second one is this. What I'd like to do today is a little bit differently. Uh, hmm. is I would like to get to the talking points, but I want to show this how... This is new to me, folks. This is a surprise. <laughs> it just springs it. Here it is. What's it going to totally be? Fresh. It's a new quarter. It's a new <laughs> yes. leaf. It's fresh. I'd like to walk through the lesson as it's... Day, day by day, we're not going to read through it or anything, but just talk about what the topics were and then see how it became these three talking points to give an example of what we're looking at. So, for instance, right. uh, Sabbath afternoon starts with an introductory kind of illustration about the busyness and hectic pace of life, right? And the whole quarter, I mean, the whole week's lesson is living in a 24-7 society. It's about busyness and our need and, for rest. And one thing we can note immediately from last quarter is the way different contributors lay things out. Like last quarter had a, this week we're going to look at this. Right. And then they have a summary at the end and say, this week we looked at Yes. This. At the end of this lesson there was a summary and, and we don't have that We don't see lesson, that here. So. Yet. so anyway, there's this illustration to talk about the busyness of life that Sabbath afternoon. Sunday then is titled Worn and Weary. I'm not exactly sure why it got that title because it's talking about God's rest in creation and maybe before but he, sin but he wasn't worn and weary right. needing a physical rest right. and man hadn't fallen into sin when god gave him say nighttime rest and the sabbath and his day. labor is of a different nature exactly so. so i'm not sure why it's called that but it's talking about basically god's rest and his eden ideal before the fall okay but then on monday it's titled running on empty and it looks at jeremiah chapter 45 which is a very short chapter but it's all about uh brooks uh the scribe of jeremiah, jeremiah. and his stress and emotional uh, uh, weariness or emotional emptiness as it talks about and how he needed to be refreshed. Okay, that's Monday. Tuesday we get into a basically two-day block of looking at the definitions of terms that are translated for rest, both in the Hebrew and the Greek. So on Tuesday it's the Old Testament words, which are Hebrew words, a number of them, a good number of them, they're translated in some capacity to rest. Mm-hmm. On Wednesday, it's the New Testament terms for rest and the example of the disciples who needed to rest. Thursday, then, it jumps back to the Old Testament to Genesis 4, and it looks at Cain, who is a restless wanderer, as the NIV tells us in Genesis 4. And it talks about how his separation from God made him a restless wanderer. And then Friday, it closes with a quote from the Desire of Ages about how the rabbis in the days of Jesus wanted to demonstrate their spirituality by how busy they were and how mm-hmm. in the continual, but activity does not mean spirituality. And so to me, that was a little bit challenged because it's a little, I mean, they're all good topics, but it's kind of a, more of a potpourri covering of it. So the talking points for this yeah, week. Yeah, what are our talking points, Pastor Cameron? Number one, 
coming from Tuesday and Wednesday, those terms, the Old and New Testament terms, I said, rest, quote, is a broad term with many meanings. Okay, so there's a lot of different words that can be translated to rest, and we're going to review some of those both in the Old and the New Testament, again, from Tuesday and Wednesday. Talking point number two, rest was and is part of God's plan for humanity. So we're going to look at that creation story that was illustrated there in Sunday and in Monday and Wednesday. So Sunday, Monday, and Wednesday is going to talk, talk about this, how both before the fall and particularly after the fall, we need rest physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And finally, number three, no true rest is found apart from God. And we're going to hone in on Thursday's story about Cain. So that's where we kind of went from the lesson to the talking points. Well, let's dive into it. What do we mean by rest? Well, that's a great thing. Now, when I hear the word rest, what does the Bible mean? Exactly. You can probably think of different things, and the Bible actually has all those different ideas in them, too. So rest doesn't just mean sleeping or ceasing physical labor. It can My mean, best ideas of rest have to do with sand and palm trees. He's like the beach is in there somewhere. <laughs> I mean, yeah. there's canopia. Right. So <clears throat> rest is a broader, deeper term than just that. And that's what we find in Tuesday and Wednesday's lesson. If you go to Tuesday, for instance, um, in the, we talk about how in the Old Testament, several different Hebrew words are used to describe different types right. or qualities of rest. Right? Obviously, it mentions Shabbat. Exactly. Shabbat Sabbath. is probably the most well-known one, and that's the Sabbath. It's used to express God's rest in Genesis 2, and it says that he rested from his labors. That's Shabbat. He ceased from working. Okay. Interestingly, that same word is used in Exodus chapter 5. And in a previous quarter, we talked about this, how <laughs> when God was leading the children of Israel out of the bondage of Egyptian slavery, Yes. It's not like he introduced for the first time, drumroll please, this concept of the Sabbath at Mount Sinai. That he had been teaching it before, and he had been, the people had known it from earlier in their history too, they just kind of lost sight of it. Hard to start a commandment with the word remember for something you never, I like to tell people, try to remember something you never knew. Exactly. Now, Mm. as you recall, what was Pharaoh's first uh, thing that he got upset about Moses. Moses comes back oh, in. He's, he's making the people rest. Exactly, he's making the people labor. rest. And so he was taken away from their work and they were resting like God got away from his work on the Sabbath. They That's were right. ceasing their work. So the same word Shabbat there is used in Genesis 2 and Exodus 5. Now, another word. Now, time out, by the way. I'm not a Hebrew or Greek scholar. I'm probably going to mess up these uh, uh, pronunciations. And for those of you who are watching who do have those uh, backgrounds or a knowledge of it, please forgive me. Mark, you probably have a a fancy app who can tell us or correct us along the way. But I'm going to do my best with the Mm -hmm. resources I have. But another word is N-U-A-K-H. Nuach. I'm Mm. assuming. Not to be confused with Ruach. Uh, Ruach means what? (laughs) Breath. Breath. Yeah, the Nuach. spirit, right? Yeah. Here, nuach expresses the quality or experience of rest in which someone or something settles into or settles on something. This is the type of rest described uh, when the Lord rests on the seventh day of creation in Exodus 20. Okay, so the ark is resting on the mountain or that right. something is resting on top of something. Right, so it's not like the ark wasn't working and then it stopped, <laughs> which is how God rested in the Genesis story. But interestingly, in the Exodus commandment, it does not say he Shabbated, like in the fact that he just yes. stopped. It describes the type of like, he like, <sighs> he rested mm-hmm. and was refreshed. Ah, oh, that's, yes. it rested. 
interesting. And there's other examples of that. The Ark of the Covenant rested between his journeys, how the spirit of Elijah rested on Elisha. So this nuance is the word when God rested from creation. It's the he settled into the right. So in Genesis right. account, the word is kind of like settling into a chair. Exactly. So in Genesis, his Shabbat was emphasizing the fact that he had been working and now he is not working. Yeah. But this is the quality of the rest that he was like mm-hmm. ah, settled in. It's nice. Okay. And then we have that next word, shakat. Shakat. I'm assuming uh, it's this is rest in this term of an absence of warfare or strife. It means peace basically. Um, And you can see that in Joshua chapter 11, verse 23. Mm -hmm. So another type of rest. Now this word, R-A-G-A, another one, um, raga, I'm going to assume, to rest in a broader corporate sense, such as rest Israel was foretold to lack while they were in exile. They wouldn't be at rest as a people Mm -hmm. um, or as a whole nation. So that's a little bit different spin on it there. And why don't you read what the lesson summarized there in Tuesday? Quarterly on Tuesday yeah. says in paragraph seven, the long and here incomplete list of different Hebrew words denoting rest helps us to understand that the theological concept of rest is not connected to one or two particular words. Rest affects us physically, socially, and emotionally, and is not limited to the Sabbath alone. And my guess is that's written for an Adventist audience who would typically think of, oh, Bible rest yes. means the Seventh-day Sabbath. And what they're trying to do is demonstrate through these different terms a broader concept of rest. And that's all just from the Old Testament. Sure. Now we go to the New Testament. There's several Greek words. Now, why don't you, Mr. Pronunciation, give us that one. Anapao. Love it. And I'll say that it's right. <laughs> it's frequently used in the I New Testament. I won't say that it's right, but it's something close to that. Okay. But this is uh, physical rest, I mean, spiritual rest or emotional refreshment. Um, the idea that like they find rest from their labors and, and the community of faith, that they're buoyed in their spirits, that kind of thing. Um, now, the next verb is, how do we say this one? Hezukadzo. Hezukadzo? It's something like that. H-E-S-Y-C-H-A-Z-O. So anyway, it refer and for some reason this one is used apparently frequently, and it has a lot of nuance even within it. So there's the weekly Sabbath rest. Whenever Jesus was in the tomb over the Sabbath day, it said the disciples rested on the Sabbath according to the commandment in Luke 2356. Hezukadzo. Hezukadzo is what they did. They rested. But it also has this quality of living like a quiet life, like in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, mm-hmm. quietness. Um, or even agreement, like in Acts chapter 11, verse 18, without objection. So like, yeah. so I rest my case, or amen, I agree, and we're all in agreement. So, and there's one more word in Hebrews chapter 4. Katapau. Katapau, and it's almost used exclusively there, and it talks about, again, the, the quality of rest creation and the rest that we can enter into in Christ. So there's a whole lot of words for rest. <laughs> yes, and so I'm glad they got that facets, uh, out of the way early on in the quarterly because I'm guessing we're going to touch on those words or the concepts at least again throughout. So there's a pretty important thing to do first. But let's move on to some English words. Okay, so why is rest so important? Why are we working on this thing? That's I think a great... point number two leads us into that. Yes, it does, because rest was and is part of God's plan for humanity. So let's go back to the creation story, right? In Genesis chapter 1, and we don't have to look it up, you know yeah. this, but the Lord on day 4 
set lights in the firmament yeah. for the purpose of perpetuating cycles. That's right. And why do you think about this? Even before sin, why did we need a day and a night? Well, because part of our experience is going to be awake and active doing things, but part of our original created format that God has for us is sleep. That he expects our life to be consisting of up and active light times, but also a dark, inactive sleep time. And I know that sounds kind of duh, fundamental, but you would think like before creation, I mean before the fall, we could do anything all the time, but even in God's creation ideal, physical rest was important. Yeah, I, that's going to be puzzling to me until I get to the kingdom. I mean, you know, you go to Revelation, in the new earth, there is no night there. Right. So, I mean, <laughs> I don't... But there was there was night in before sin. Yes. And... Well, I have a theory on that, and we're not going to get into that right now, but uh, first of all, I don't know that we're all going to well, live in the Well, I tell you, when presence. Cameron has a theory... That's right. It might be heresy, but hear me on. out. Yeah. Yes. Um, but anyway, we'll get into that some other time, probably okay. not on film here. But <laughs> there's also that weekly rest that we think of typically yes. when we think of the Sabbath. Oh, we're coming away from our wearisome, toilsome labor mm -hmm. or our sinful, difficult week, and we're resting in a spiritual way. And that was certainly built into God's plan. But even before the fall, right. you had the weekly Sabbath rest. In fact, quarterly uh, uh, Sunday, paragraph 5, you see that one there? It's both in the notes and, of course, in the lesson. Yes. The God who created us knew that we would need physical rest. He built cycles into time, night and Sabbath, to offer us a chance for physical rest. Acknowledging Jesus as Lord of our lives also involves taking seriously our responsibility to make time to rest. After all, the Sabbath commandment isn't merely a suggestion, it is a commandment. Now there's a lot we could say about the Sabbath commandment, about mm -hmm. uh, our opportunity to witness and worship together and fellowship and praise the Lord, but there is an element of physical rest. That's, yes. And I don't know if you've had this experience in your life yet, but I'm getting to the point in life where a week gets fuller and fuller and more mm -hmm. and more, whether it's work at the house, work here at the office, I am loving Sabbath more and more because all aspects of it are becoming more precious to me. Mm -hmm. And that physical rest is certainly part of it. Like, I don't have to go split wood. I don't have to go into the office. We're going to do rest today. That's great. Well, it's it's a pastor. It's a little bit of a challenge because every most Adventists are familiar with little terms like you know lay activities and a hike to the springs and this hike to the springs right the yeah, bed the springs, springs yeah. and, and lay, uh, what are you doing this afternoon we're going to lay activities which should be going out and witnessing but they even changed by lay. the way it's, it's now personal ministry or or, or uh, yeah, I forget the other term but lay ministry almost got a bad rap so, because people were so pejorative about it. like right, I'm going to lay down so you like to tell the church members look the Sabbath is to go home and sleep the day away right but at the same time it's not a sin to sleep and rest on the Sabbath. Well, and I don't know that we need to equate rest with just or, unconscious sleep. There's right. a way that we can be out of nature, we can be with our friends and family, but taking a break from the other things and being refreshed physically is important. Yes. All right. We all know that, so that's a pretty easy one. But after our fall into sin, still in talking point number two, yes. we need rest all the more. So think about all the things we talked about, nightly sleep and Sabbath rest. That was, before, that was for man before we even went into sin. How much more do we need that now? Well, what comes to my mind is a little sharing book that Sean Booster wrote several years ago called The Sign, and he makes the comment in that book about, he's talking about the sign being the Sabbath and, and just mm. our restless society, and he talks about how even when we go on vacation, you know, you put in for vacation at work, and, and when you're telling your friends, you know, 
what, you're going on vacation? And you say, well, listen, I'm going to be checking my emails. And we, like, we've got to justify that. No, yeah. I'm not. I'm not resting on vacation. I'll be yeah. working on vacation. Yeah. Like, we yeah. can't admit. It's like we're not allowed to rest. Yeah. And that's kind of that's the topic of this week, living in a 24-7 society. that we, we're we And we've talked about this, too, even with yes. our digital communication and all this kind of stuff. We expect to be, no matter what time of day or night, by a phone, responsive, thinking about yes. things, responding to things. And we need a break. Okay. And the illustration, interestingly enough, let's take a look at Jeremiah 45. Uh, Jeremiah 45 speaks about the experience of his scribe, Baruch. And uh, how, how do you say that word? I say it, Baruch. Baruch. I like Baruch. Let's go with that. But Jeremiah Baruch. 45, why don't you read the, uh, particularly, I'm thinking of verse. All oh. verses. It's five verses. I suppose, but right in the middle, about verse 3 or so is where... All right. You said, woe is me now. This is Jeremiah 45, verse 3. You said, woe is me now, for the Lord has added grief to my sorrow. I fainted in my sighing, and I find no rest. Okay, so clearly he is worn out, Mm -hmm. he's frustrated, and he's speaking to the Lord about it, and... The end, the Lord talks to him about what well, he's Well, you know, to how do. do you feel? You Every book you write, if somebody burns in, a, in the fire or cuts <laughs> into pieces. What's the point of writing you it? You know, it's like... Well, so the Lord promises to take on the big picture issues of life, uh, right? verses 4 and 5. I want you to just keep reading 4, 5, and 6. Thus you shall say to them, 4 and 5, Thus you shall say to him, thus says the Lord, Behold, what I have built I will break down, and what I have planted I will pluck up, that is, this whole land. And do you seek great things for yourself? Do not seek them. For behold, I will bring adversity on all flesh, says the Lord. But I will give your life to you as a prize in all places, wherever you go. Okay, so basically what I take away from that, the Lord is saying, there's going to be trouble, as I've outlined, but you are going to still find calm and rest. I'm going to give you your life Mm -hmm. as a prize. Like, well done, good and faithful servant. Interestingly, you see that... In the New Testament as well, Mark chapter 6, we'll flip over there real quick, Mm -hmm. where Jesus is interacting with his faithful workers, his disciples, and this, the context of this, that they've just been sent out on their first excursion away from Christ to do ministry. They come back excited to tell the story, so they've got stuff to tell Jesus, but new ministry stuff is pressing on. Apparently Mm -hmm. they can't even, you know, eat. And read verses 30 to 32, please. Mark 6, verse 30 says, Then the apostles gathered to Jesus and told him all things, both what they had done and what they had taught. And he said to them, Come aside by yourselves to a deserted place and rest a while. For there were many coming and going, and they did not even have time to eat. So they departed to a deserted place in the boat by themselves. Hmm. Now, commenting on this interaction, Mrs. White writes the following. You can find this in Christian Service 249. The disciples of Jesus needed to be educated as to how they should labor and how they should rest. That's interesting. They need to be taught how to work and how to not work. Mm -hmm. Today, there is need that God's chosen workmen should listen to the command of Christ to go apart and rest a while. Many valuable lives have been sacrificed that need not have been through ignorance of this command. Mm. So our point here in talking point, rest was in the beginning and still is part of God's plan for humanity. Even for those who are faithfully working, Old and New Testament, you see this need for rest in God's own faithful people. I think there's much we could say about that if we had time, just in pastoral ministry. Because you're in ministry especially, you can feel 
you know, you have a church full of members and everyone has a need and you feel like you can never be done with those needs, mm. even to the neglect of your own family and other things. Mm -hmm. You know, there's that potential. And and we have the history of a number of our pioneers who just were workaholics. Yeah. And worked themselves literally, as she mentioned, into the, grave. into the grave. And so this whole point here that we're making here is that even in a righteous life, this side of the fall, we still need that rest. The final talking point, though, is that no true rest is found apart from God. That's right. And the illustration there is, of course, all the physical rest will not avail anything. Exactly. You can have rest. you can have all the money, the time off. You can have all the resources at your command. But if you have that separation from God, I mean, COVID's shown us that a little bit, right? I okay, mean, a lot yeah. of people had a lot of time off, but, but it, it wasn't necessarily all blessing. the problems. Right? Exactly. So let's read Genesis chapter four. Uh, why don't you read verses ten through fourteen? Just kind of picking up on a well-known piece of the story. Genesis here. four, verse ten, and he said, "What have you done? The voice of your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground." So now you are cursed from the earth, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you till the ground, it shall no longer yield its strength to you. A fugitive and a vagabond, you shall be on the earth. And Cain said to the Lord, My punishment is greater than I can bear. Mm. In fact, in verse 14, it says, Surely you have driven me out this day from the face of the ground. I shall be hidden from your face. Now that's an important, I shall be hidden from your face. There's mm -hmm. a separation from God. I shall be a fugitive and a vagabond on the earth. And it will happen that anyone who finds me will kill me. So he's afraid for his life. He's yes. separated from God. And the NIV version of this calls him, he says, I will be a restless wanderer. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to have a, a, a place anymore. I'm not going to have stability and calm. And the quarterly makes this important point in Thursday's uh, lesson. It says, when God said that Cain would be a, quote, restless wanderer on the earth, it wasn't that God made him that way. So... That's, that's an important point. It's not God said, now I'm going to make you restless. No matter how mm -hmm. much you want to come back, I'm going to make you miserable. No. That is, uh, that is, I'm sorry, it wasn't God made him that way. Rather, that is what happened as the result of his sinful actions and disobedience. So he stepped away from the connection with God through obedience, and now he's in a state of restlessness. Mm -hmm. Not finding rest in God, Cain discovered that he couldn't find it in any other way at least not true rest. And I think if there was one truism that really comes out of this that's particularly applicable beyond our own need of rest and the mm -hmm. ideal of rest and the words for rest is that our whole society separated from God is in a state of restless wandering. Mm -hmm. People don't know their place in the world. They don't have calm mm -hmm. and confidence. I mean, big picture, you know, the peace sure. that passes understanding. They might still have stress and financial issues. and Well, if only if rest is only found in Christ. That's right. And much of the world does not have Christ. That's right. So we might say they might have the time off like you talked about, or the resources or money or friends or all the different, but there's still an underlying need for true rest that can That's only right. be found in connection with God. Amen. All right. Conclusion on Friday. Why don't you read that for us? It's from the Desire of Ages, and it's in Friday's lesson. As activity increases and men become successful in doing any work for God, there is danger of trusting to human plans and methods. There is a tendency to pray less and to have less faith. Like the disciples, we are in danger of losing sight of our dependence on God and seeking to make a savior of our activity. Mercy. So activity does not... Is not obviously not equaling rest. We do not need to look to Jesus. We need rather to look constantly to Jesus, realizing that it is His power which does the work. 
While we are to labor earnestly for the salvation of the lost, we must also take time for meditation, for prayer, and for the study of the Word of God. And what I meant to say is activity is not spirituality. And That's right. We can make a when we make activ or, uh, our activity a savior, we make it like this is equivalent of spirituality, therefore I can't mm -hmm. rest because I wouldn't be spiritual. And what's so interesting, so for the righteous people, they might be tempted to show, like, I'm super spiritual, look at how I'm working so hard. And for the unrighteous people, like, look at how I'm relaxing. And mm -hmm. neither one of them actually has true peace. Yeah. So we need to find for everyone our rest in Christ. So this quarter, that's our goal, is to get clear on how to have that true rest in Christ. Amen. Let's bow our heads forward to prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you again for this week's study. And thank you for the concept of rest. Thank you for providing for it in so many different ways, physically, emotionally, and most importantly, spiritually. Please, Lord, help us to be those people who find our true rest in obedience and closeness to Jesus Christ. For we pray it in his name. Amen. Amen.